Welcome to the TV show show. I'm Brittany High. I'm Rob Schulte. This is important. Oh, God. <laughs> you started it. This is important. I know. I'm so sorry. This is important. Please tell me why. Because it's Murder, She Wrote. Tell me why. <laughs> Cut that out. No, uh, it's Murder, She no, Wrote. I heard you over my murder, singing. Murder, She Wrote. You... <laughs> I don't know how you heard me over your singing. It sounded like a choir of angels. <laughs> I'm sure that it did. Uh, it's Murder, She Wrote Day, and I don't think that you can handle it, Brittany. I can't. Uh, like Beyonce once said. Um <laughs> It's not murder he wrote. It's not murder they wrote. It's not murder dog wrote. It's not murder God wrote. It's not murder I wrote. It's not murder you wrote. It's not murder we wrote. (laughs) It's murder she wrote. Remote. Oh, (laughs) grab me the remote because it's time for murder she wrote. Oh, man. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Dude. Tell me about your relationship with Murder, She Wrote. Let's just dive into interpersonal relationships. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm not sure if this reminds me of my grandmother's house because of Angela Lansbury being the star, or if this was on one of the three to four channels that we got at my grandmother's house, and so both of those things together. Those aren't mutually exclusive. I, well, what I'm saying is Murder, She Wrote connects me to my grandmother's house, which was a very old person house. Uh I don't know. I guess so. It kind of just reminds me of being bored. Oh, if we're going to get down to it. Oh, God. Well, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Wow. Get real. But I mean, I wasn't itching to watch a bunch more Murder, She Wrote, (laughs) much like I wasn't ever itching to always go mow my grandma's lawn and hang out and drink lemonade. Yes. But I always enjoyed the company of my grandmother. Oh, okay. And I always, when I would get there, I would be like, oh, yeah, hey, and enjoy myself while I'm in there, you know? Yeah, what's your grandma's name? Sue. Why did you hesitate? Did you have to conjure that out of Because she's dead. Okay, I'm so sorry. Rest in peace. It's all right. Yes, because she's no longer with us. Yeah. But Sue was one hell of a tomcat, I'll tell you that right now. What? She was hot? Is that what what that means? What does tomcat mean? I don't know. Oh, she's just quick-witted and ornery. Oh, I love that. Ooh, little sassy. Yeah. Sassy grandma. Yeah, oh yeah. And it was always one of those things where, like, even as she got a little bit older in age, Mm -hmm. sometimes people would talk to her and, you know, kind of in that, like, adult placate sort of voice. Mm -hmm. And she'd always, like, give me the side eye, like, are they really talking to me like this? And then answer as if, like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And I was like, I always felt like we had a little grandma-grandson connection there. I love that. She was a great woman, Sue. Anyway, so I guess good... That's my relationship with Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) I'd never seen an episode before this one. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Well... Is that cool, or are you going to rake me over the coals? Absolutely not. What are you talking about? In what way? I... uh, Well, I was a little bit worried, because you were so ready for Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) 
everybody's entitled to feel how they feel about things. Like, I'm certainly not going to. I'm not like, judging how you feel about I Murder, She Wrote. I love Murder, She Wrote, and you have to as well. No, um, Murder, She Wrote also, I mean, Angela Lansbury, the actress, Jessica Fletcher, the character, they both remind me so much of my, my own grandmother, who I watched this show with when I was a child. And I just thought, like, it's almost like I projected the, like, all of the things that Angela Lansbury is, and Jessica Fletcher, of course, as well, projected that onto my own grandma. So it's not like just like my grandma's just like this kick butt lady anyway, but she's also like solving mysteries and shit, like has a secret life I don't know about. I don't know. Not but- only <laughs> is my grandmother an awesome lady, she also rides a bicycle. Exactly. She had an exercise machine, and it, and I loved riding it because it was so fun, but <laughs> it's like you couldn't pay me to get on one these days. It's weird, right? That is weird. You should really think about your health. <laughs> they probably don't make those things anymore. It's it's from the 90s. Is it, was, it one of, was, it, was it a Nordic track? I'll, I'll send you a video because it is one of those one, weird ones, but they, they does, it doesn't exist anymore. Speaking of Nordic um, exercise machines. Yes. I have something crazy to tell you. Thank you. I would like to hear more. A few years ago, for Christmas, I received... Are we talking three? Like three. Yeah, like four years ago. Uh, Okay, okay. Four Christmases ago, I received a gift. It was two tickets to go see Blythe Spirit at like the Los Angeles Theater, whatever, blah, blah, starring Angela Lansbury. That's right. I've seen Angela Lansbury live. Whoa. I mean, it was a powerful performance. Like, it was so good. And at the end, you know, like, of course she got a standing ovation. And it's so funny because, of course, I took my brother. Don't be surprised. He turned to me and he was like... No, I'm not. A theater night with Graham. (laughs) I mean, who who would pass up the opportunity? He was the one who gave me the tickets. So that would have been really weird to be like, thanks for the tickets. Uh See ya. Later, dude. But no, I, standing ovation, my brother turns to me and he's like, are you crying? (laughs) Because I was. (laughs) I was crying. Like, of course I am. (laughs) Do you feel feelings? Yeah. Dude, I saw Angela Lansbury live and I cried. Excuse me, Graham. I am always moved by the works of Noel Coward. Of course. Noel Coward wrote Blythe Spirit, just so we're all in the same. Well, I mean, I assumed. I assumed. <sighs> I thought I really, like, had one there. You may, maybe somebody thought, felt, I mean, I, I just, I assumed, but I didn't want to, like, laugh too hard, because what if it was like, Brittany, that's, that was a trick, you don't know anything. <laughs> well, I went to the theater school, you went to the film school. Well, I also dropped out, so... I had to, I've talked about this. I know you dropped out, but I still had to call to make sure I actually graduated before <laughs> I got my new job. God, if I get so close and then I lied about my graduation, ugh. That was an embarrassing call. But yeah, the, the so weird. part-time worker on the other line was like, hmm, actually, this happens more than you think. Hmm, I had no idea. Hey, do you want to tell them about which one we're doing and stuff? Yeah, of course. We're doing Murder, She Wrote. Season 5, the premiere episode, so that would be episode 1 of season 5. It's called... JB, as in Jailbird. Yeah. Yeah. When Jessica is arrested for murder, secret agent Michael Haggerty and her nephew Grady 
conspire to keep her safely in jail while they... Ugh. One of these days, Amazon will expand these further. <laughs> that's what I get. That's what they give me. I can only go with what they give me. What's, what's that? That's the end? That's, the, that's as far as I can read. That's weird. I mean, I know what happens in the episode, but it cuts off if it goes more than like 200 characters. Weird. Well, the long story short is that I wanted to watch the one where she is arrested. Because what I remember is like, oh yeah, there was that one episode where she was arrested. You know what I mean? But it's like, I didn't remember. Oh yeah, great thought. You want to dive in? Well then, okay, before we get into this episode though, I gotta ask you, Brittany, what is the episode that you remember like, that one, all the details, not my favorite. Is there one like that? There was one that I found so interesting because, like, she was accused of murder or, like, framed multiple times. You know what I mean? So, one of them, it was really smart. Like, the guy got her fingerprints from her borrowing or using a glass and he did, like, the thing with the tape. And, um, but the thing is, like, you know, they're, like, it, it was shocking when you're watching it. I mean, granted, I was, like, 10 years old. But, like, you're watching and it's, like, your fingerprints were on the gun. And she's, like... What? And you're just like, oh my God. Like I've never used a gun in my life. How the fuck did that happen? That's crazy. Okay. Well, let's figure out how she figures it out by figuring out how to press play and watching this episode of Murder, She Wrote. That was so eloquent. Let's do it. Thank you. First of all, we start with a tonight on Murder, She Wrote. And it's just kind of like flashes of things. But I did really love her face when they show the clip of a man saying, I never seen this woman before in my life. (laughs) It was a good face. Yeah. So then we just dive directly into the theme song. Did you have any thoughts since you weren't like experienced with this? Like, did you feel anything when you were watching it? Well, um, I think it's iconic. I've seen it and heard it in flashes, but I don't think I've ever watched the opening credits and listened to the song all the way through ever. So it was compelling. I wanted to know more, but I still don't exactly know what the show is about. And I think that's kind of a crucial part of opening credits. She's a writer. She writes murder novels, murder mysteries. Are they based off of her experiences or does she work with police officers because she's such a good writer? She, well, maybe it's a mixture of both. She just likes to get okay, like, all okay. the inner workings and understand and then she writes about them. But because she's so good at figuring things out, they they kind of like go to her and say, well, what's your feelings on this? If you notice, like in season five, episode one, she's not in her usual home. She's traveling. So that's why you kind of got a different experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I was a little confused, but we do open on a title card, JB, as in Jailbird, across the Golden Gate Bridge. That's right. So they're traveling. They're in San Fran. Where's she normally at? She's usually in Maine. Okay, that's correct. Hanging with Stephen King. We're in a seedy looking area where someone is creeping around on tiptoe mm-hmm. it's like a like a chintzy oh is, are we still allowed to say chintzy it's chintzy oh i don't right? know if we are okay it, it's like a chintzy hotel and the guy's like i gotta fix the pipes in there let me in and the other guy's like i'm good with my fucked up pipes <laughs> i just can and then and it's obvious like 
you know, well, one guy has a gun on the other side of the door and like the guy sitting on the bed looks really scared. Like some, he knows he's in danger. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's sweating. Got the flop sweat going. Yeah. He kicks down the door. The original guy jumps out the window and he's trying to get in the car. He holds up a gun up to Jessica Fletcher, who's standing out there. And he says, give me the keys or I'll shoot you. And she was so calm for having a gun pointed at her. She's like, she's like, I don't have keys to this thing. I'm in the passenger seat. Yeah, I don't drive crazy. I don't drive. I only ride my bicycle. Come on. Don't you see the show? Don't you watch the show? Then the guy, the guy gets shot. From behind, and we look up, and the man that was chasing him is pointing a gun down into the alleyway, and he runs away. And then immediately, the cops get there as she's standing over him, and they're like, freeze, lady, and she's like, excuse me. (laughs) She's like, I'm just trying to read this paperback, because she pulled a paperback out of the guy's jacket. For some reason. Because she's a writer. And she's just interested, what would this person be writing? <laughs> but also somebody just just got killed in front of her. And the cops are there. Yeah, it feels like she she's worked with the police enough to know that like maybe you don't tamper with evidence. Right, but, but yet she does. Was watching her get arrested traumatic for you at all, or was that just me? <laughs> it wasn't traumatic, but it was... I don't know. Since I know nothing about the show, I wasn't... You don't care. Well, and I wasn't immediately aware that she wasn't in her hometown. Right. So, like, the fact that she's in San Francisco, I'm like, yeah, nobody knows you because there's a million plus people here. True. But small town Maine, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, five on a scale of one to ten trauma. Oh, (laughs) Wow, that's a, still a significant amount of trauma. <laughs> there, the next scene is two men talking in a dark warehouse, which I become very obsessed with as time goes on. Originally, it's just like the John Reese Davies is one of them. Oh, the snap. guy from Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, Arc. good for him. Good for him. He and Sliders. I don't know if you ever watched that show, Brittany. No, I didn't. Or Speaking don't. of TV show show, we should throw an episode of Sliders on there. I'm down. I love. I love Sliders. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what's going on in this scene? I don't know. There's a chalkboard. I mean, they're they're kind of like, yes, there is a chalkboard in the dark, like pretty empty-ish There's no warehouse. lights. There's, there, yeah, and it's like, the Cobra got away. I didn't kill the guy. We're international espionage guys talking about a Bulgarian dude who panicked, which was the guy who got killed. And that there was some sort of ransom, right? Right. Or, or reward money that the dude who got killed was supposed to have. That's right. But they make it deliberately convoluted because we don't know who any of these people are. Right. I was a little bit worried that like these were running characters that I was supposed no. to know of. No, no, no. Now we're at the police station and they're kind of like panning across like people that are quote unquote bad. You know, like a, a woman with like bright red mohawk and then like... A sloppy guy. And then a guy with a beard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, scandalous. And then there's Jessica Fletcher. And she's sitting there in her, like, pantsuit, looking fly. Her hair's feathered. Big ol' earrings. Oh, yeah. And then it's crazy because she's just like, um, there's been a misunderstanding for sure. And the police officer, did you notice, or the detective, whatever, he kept using these, like, crazy phrases. He's like, the juke. 
fuck, stop playing and you're out of quarters. Yes. Baby. Oh, my like, God. He's like, well, hey, you forgot to wind your watch and now time is standing still. <laughs> so weird. But they, they don't believe that she's Jessica Fletcher. The biggest thing for me was she's like, the cops like you know the real Jessica Fletcher checked into a flight not too long ago. She's like, just look in my purse. My ID is in there. Right. And then and this comes up later in the episode, and they're like, yeah, I don't know why you faked her ID. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, she doesn't have a driver's license. Yep. Yep. So whatever ID she has doesn't have a photo. That just seems ill conceived. It doesn't make sense. But we're uh, we're kind of flashing back and forth. We're back at the weird warehouse, and this time there's like lots of barrels stacked up. But it's the same room. They're talking about Bulgarians. It, what what's up with this flat tie? The flat tie? I don't know, but it's being worn by Rex Manning. Oh, the third member of this treehouse secret club that we saw earlier. He's. British counterintelligence in this episode of Murder, She Wrote, which I still don't know what these people do. Right. We haven't been told their relationship to really the Bulgarian, just that they were in the same room together. Also, we have to say that the the older man, the, the, the silver fox of them, he is going in and out of, like, an Irish accent yeah. the entire episode. So I don't know if he's supposed to be American and he's played by an Irish guy or the other way around, but it's really confusing. It is very confusing. At this point in the episode, did you know what was going on? No, and I kept being like, oh, my God, I hope Rob under fucking stands there. Because <laughs> I was so... I mean, I get it now, right. but it shouldn't... It's it's just weird of how television was written differently than it is now. Like, I get that they're trying to add some mystery to it, but just by trying to overcomplicate something. Like, we'll throw so much into the pot so that it's really easy to unwind. It's just like, oh, like, why did you have to, like, over-explain things and, like, send us on wrong trails? Yeah, it's the simple thing of like, well, start at the end and work backwards. And it's like, yeah, when you do that verbatim, you can make it go anywhere right. and make it sound as crazy and confusing as possible. Yeah. Which is what they did. They did. Anyway, the next scene, what was it? Jessica Fletcher is now in jail. They put her in a cell and the lady in the cell next door to her is like a blonde bimbo. And it's okay. I can say that because I'm a blonde bimbo. <laughs> Hey, me too. So it's fine. But it's it's weird because they're like, I don't understand. Like her character doesn't like really serve much of a purpose. It's so strange because she's just kind of like, she, is she drunk? Yeah, she comes in handy at the end. What? Right. But even that, I'm like, did that need to happen? All of, did she have to be a blo- like a no. bimbo? I don't, she's, she's like, I didn't know he was a senator. I'm like, what are you implying? I don't understand. Well, she's a sex worker, right? At least that's what I got. Oh. Jessica is like, listen, if you don't believe me that I'm me, my nephew just happens to be in town and weirdly we're sharing a hotel room. It's fine. And... He, he'll come in and he'll tell you that I'm me. And so they have her nephew come in and he walks right up to her and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad to see you. And he's like, I've never, that's the guy from the Tonight on Murder, She Wrote. He's like, I've yeah, never the, the seen her before trailer. in my life. And it's crazy because, <laughs> I, I mean, did 
Did that shock you? I just find it funny that he has like those glasses that go behind your ear. Uh, and so they're like, oh, to make this really look like he doesn't know her, he's got to put on complicated glasses first. Yes. He's talking to the cop and the the cop is like, thanks for letting us know, man. Like, she's a fucking murderer. And he's like, wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Murder? Wait, wait, just like, murder? What? Honestly, I don't know what the hell they were talking about, though. Maybe I've got different sunglasses I could put on or something. <laughs> but then I, I legitimately gasped the next scene when it opened and the nephew, I called him Gravy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much better than Grady. What is that? What? Anyway, he's walking with the bad guy and he and it's explained to him like, you know, thanks for lying about. And I was like, oh, my God, that's. Yeah. The guy with the Irish accent sometimes is in on it and knows Grady. It's like as if he he thinks that he was doing something good for her. As if denying you know someone and leaving them in jail is in their best interest. Yeah, without all of the information. He's like, wait, nobody said anything about a murder charge. And they're like walking down a busy street. And the guy's like, not here. And then the next scene and they're at the docks. So he gives him the whole spiel, not the entire spiel, but he does let him know that he's breaking protocol as he tells him this. We then cut to a scene where Jessica's being interrogated out in the open, like not in an office space, just in an area where these two cops are going to talk to her, where anyone can hear anything. That's right. She's like, you got the wrong person. And quite frankly, I was supposed to get a phone call seven hours ago. Well, you know what's cool, too, is she says a simple nitrate test would prove I didn't fire the gun. And they're like, how do you know that? And she's like, who gives a shit? I'm right. Can you not do the nitrate test, please? (laughs) The guy who framed her, Michael, we'll call him Michael because that's his name. Oh, yeah. I guess he did frame her. Yeah. He did frame her. For sure. He's the one who called the airport and claimed her luggage and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's the one. Overly complicated. Yes. He is now claiming to be her attorney. So she goes into, they're like, your attorney's already here, ma'am. Like, so she still can't make a phone call? That doesn't make any sense. They're talking about the political assassin, which I guess is Cobra or whatever. Codename Cobra. He's just like, look, the assassin might have seen you. So, you know, you got to stay in jail because we don't want him killing you. It's like, wouldn't you want to like roll the dice and take your chances? Or just like find him rather than focusing on this elaborate plan to keep her in jail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're also trying to find him. But anyway, she, you know, the scene goes on and on, much like a lot of these scenes where they pretty much just repeat the same stuff over and over again. Like, no, it's not in your best interest, but you've got me stuck in jail. Not for very much longer, but you've got me stuck in jail. And then we move on with like little nuggets of information every now and again. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's like. Gravy is at Jessica's Uh. hotel. And I guess like was that's I kept asking the TV. Wait, are they sharing a hotel room? I just don't understand because he kept being like, "Oh, yeah. I'm at Jessica's hotel," and he's like, "This is my hotel." I'm like, "What? You're staying with your aunt, which is totally fine, but it's just like, are you? I don't understand." Give us a little bit of information. I also noticed that they kept referring to the assassin as a he, and then when later they get the option that it could be this reporter. It's like, oh, maybe that was a red herring. And it's like such a simple red herring, but like kind of worked, even though it ended up being a he anyway. Yeah. 
Well, the lady's like pounding on the door. She's supposed to do a feature on Jessica, apparently. And that's pretty much all I got. Let me in. Yeah, let me in. She's just mad because, you know, Jessica broke their date. But also now it throws another problematic thing into the into the episode. Like, we don't want this reporter figuring out what's going on before we can actually get her out of jail. Because a story of Jessica Fletcher being accused of murder would ruin her career. Exactly. Or, or sell more books. One or the other. We're back at the weird shadowy warehouse, and I honestly cannot keep up. It's this long, weird, nefarious conversation. He's like, remember that time I blew up that bus full of children? Like, I was like, what are they talking about? Because we, like, didn't... Now look. And And then he's like, oh, by the way, you got a message. Gravy called. Like, what? Amongst the... He's like, oh... <laughs> yes. Amongst the barrels, the chalkboard, now there's a bunch of decorative vases, by the way. It's a little bit too much. Like, it's like they're trying to show us that they've got an elaborate plan, but also they've kept everything from every previous <laughs> elaborate scheme here. You never know when you're going to need a decorative vase. So what are they talking about? Is this the same shit we've heard before? It's just like... This guy thinks the other guy's nefarious. Yes. And then the next conversation we have is British counterintelligence thinks that Michael's nefarious. And it's literally just like, if she did see the murder, she's in danger. And we're like, so he's like, so she's better off in jail. But then it's like, okay, so if we think that Michael is the bad guy, if we're siding with Rex Manning, then... It's bad for her to be in jail because then he knows where she's at. I'm confused at, like, where the problem is. Yes. You know? Yeah. This guy's just thrown in here so that we think that there's an extra boogeyman. But there's not. Yeah. Uh, oh, my favorite scene is next, though. No, tell, tell us. Tell us. Start at the beginning. Grady was calling to get lunch with Michael, so they go to a hot dog stand where Michael makes sure to say, no sauerkraut. Oh. And then... He doesn't get sauerkraut, but neither does Grady. So I don't think he was going to put sauerkraut on those wieners anyway. Huh. Anyway, Grady's freaking out about, I don't know, the reporter. And now when are we going to get my aunt out of here? Well, because the reporter, he said he called the paper that she said she worked for. And he said they have never heard of her. And then, Which is a weird way of saying she doesn't work here. Yeah. Then someone tries to shoot them, but to save themselves, they dive into a pile of garbage. Yes. Yeah. Somehow that'll save them. Yeah. But the car drives away. We don't get a license plate number. We don't get a face. We don't get a fingerprint too far away. <laughs> I have a fingerprint from 20 miles away. <sighs> There's a guy from the State Department visiting the police station, Brittany. He's got a very official haircut. Yes, I was going to mention his hair as well. He's like, we're not having this conversation. We're not we're not having this conversation. It's very secret. Okay? So like so like just understand. Everyone's like, ah, I've got you, wink wink. But he there's this one man he's ta- he's talking to and he's like, You look really familiar. Did you go to Yale? No? Have you been to Paris? It's just like, wait, what? But then the guy's like, yeah, I've been to Paris, but I didn't meet you because I would have remembered that. And he walks off in a huff. I was like, what just happened? And to be honest, they never addressed it. Like, why did that happen? 
Yeah, and I mean, sorry, we're jumping to the end, but we're almost done with this episode. He's the bad guy. Why is he telling this person, I've seen you somewhere? Yeah. Why would he want to do that? I, was it to, to like lead us off the trail or something? Yeah, what? So, to make us think that the other guy is the bad guy. We wouldn't have thought that anyway. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely uh, not Well, he's guy. in from out of town. He, he brings that up. He's like, he's not normally there, so... Who knows? I guess. But anyway. Gravy's really upset. Michael and Gravy. Because he, Yeah, they're in a cab. They like, can't be walking around in public no, anymore. No, he's like, I could have gotten killed. And Michael's like, well, if it means anything, like that wasn't meant to be for you. And it's like, no, that doesn't help. Because I still... It doesn't. That doesn't mean a thing. He turns to Michael and he says, all right, so um, you're really bad at your job. <laughs> and... This is a domino effect that just because you thought it would have been smarter for my grandmother to go to jail, I almost had a bullet in me. Yeah. And also the relationship is nephew. It's it's not our grandson. Oh, yeah, that's right. She doesn't have children. No, she's a nephew. I know that. I knew that. I was was testing you. Hey, but you know, uh, so Jessica's in her cell and she was like really considering that book and then she pulls the postcard out of it. The next part is like a man in a cop's uniform comes out of the shadows and is like, I'm a British intelligent. But when he first showed up, I was like, who's this? Which means the disguise worked because <laughs> he was in the episode earlier. <laughs> yeah. He's the one who's like, Michael's the killer. He thinks that they're working together. And he's like, he says something about like half of a million dollars should have been on the guy that they killed. Dun, dun, dun. And she's like, that's a lot of money. Does that mean he'd be carrying a briefcase or something? How do you carry half a million dollars? And then she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. We're not working together. This isn't what you think. Why are you standing in the shadows? And he's like, one more question. Where can you buy hair gel in this town? His hair does look um, specific. He's very like a early Ross from Friends. Oh, true. True, true. Except more slick back, you know. Yeah. So he doesn't believe her, but then she kind of pulls a fast one on her. She's like, I know you're not a cop, so if I call for the sergeant... Don't you like how she's a little, like, sassafras? She's like, oh, do you want me to call my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me call oh. my mom! <laughs> They're like, what? Did you need something, sweetie? I don't know. Let me see. Is my friend going to stop being a dick? <laughs> you being weird, Sergeant? So sorry. The the gal sitting next to her is like, holy shit, murder. I pegged you all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to the uh, reporter, you know, just like opening the door to JB and her... Nephew, <laughs> JB and Gravy. Getting into JB and Gravy's hotel room. But I guess the door was slightly open. Yeah. But then Michael tackles her onto the couch. Unnecessary. We both used to be freelancers, right? You and me. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, I don't wish that upon anybody. But it's so hilarious because they're like, who are you and what's your deal? We called the newspaper and they said they never heard of you. And she's like, all right, guys, I'm a freelancer, okay? Like, I don't work there. I just kind of work there. Gosh. Then... She says, okay, you know what? The truth is, it's actually for the Rolling Stone. Okay? So, give me a break. Yeah, much cooler. (laughs) So weird. 
And they're like, oh, shit, Rolling Stone. What? Uh, Can I, do, am I going to be in it? Yeah. <laughs> well, if that's the case. <laughs> do you need to interview me? Yeah. And she's like, well, anyway, it's a profile. Your aunt is fucking awesome. Where is she? And they still can't tell her. They can't tell her. Jessica's back talking to Michael as her attorney. And can we be honest? Like, she looks great. Oh, completely. She's been in fucking jail. And her hair is just like... like she's. She hasn't even slept on it. She, I mean, they showed her lying down. I don't know how she manages. I but. know, but like whatever she's using, it's working. <laughs> I love that she's like, you know what, man? Like, you really need to let me out of here, okay? Do you... Do I make myself clear? And then the next scene opens and she's at the jail. <laughs> so like she's in her cell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sad. She's like, I've only got this one book and this one postcard and I've read them both 40 <laughs> times. Yeah. Oh, but then, oh, that's the thing. She She's looking at the book. She's looking at the postcard and she's like, her bimbo neighbor, she's like, can I borrow some writing materials and she's like sure yeah i mean because earlier she's like we gotta write our senators remember that's the (laughs) only time these cops change is if we write washington and she's like hey i'm thinking about writing washington can i borrow some didn't she say she was like i didn't know that guy was a senator i'm like are you writing the guy who's d or something (laughs) (laughs) take that out the next scene is yeah she's writing to her boyfriend yes exactly her boyfriend the senator i love this next scene so much it was like the only like real comical (laughs) aspect of i mean because there were like funny moments of course but this was just like so next level so perfect the nephew is sitting in the lobby of the hotel and he's cut holes into the newspaper he's reading so he could look through the holes. It's too much. But then the dog is, is like biting on his leg. It's stupid. But the, the eyeballs with the newspaper. And the reporter's got her sunglasses on being very reportery, sneaking behind the Miami cop. Yes. Who's like, hey, um, is Jessica Fletcher staying here? Here's my badge. And the guy behind the counter, instead of asking any other questions or looking at the badge for more than half a second, goes, yep, room 302. Just let yourself in. Okay, sir. See you later. Elevator's over there. <laughs> see you later, elevator. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. You did it. You started it. Oh, I get it. So... Miami cop Santiago is sifting through all of Gravy and JB's stuff while the reporter sneaks her way in, still wearing sunglasses. Like, it's got to be easier if she just takes them off. (laughs) Maybe they're transition lenses. (laughs) They haven't haven't adjusted. Um, but, But also, Gravy is right behind him. Her, excuse me. Yeah. Gravy's right behind the reporter. And... They, they, but the, what's weird is I was like, what was their plan? Because they just like casually walk into the hotel room and then the cop turns around and pulls a gun on them. His excuse is that it's police business. Yeah, his excuse was, sorry I pulled the gun on you guys, but you startled me. Sheesh. Oh yeah, that's it. He's like, <laughs> please forgive me. I was shaken. But yeah, they're like, uh, do you have a search warrant? And he's like, oh, I don't need one. Uh, What's that? Uh, Yeah, I'll be right down. And he leaves. They just let him go, though. They didn't, like, say, like, okay, but seriously, let's talk. I know. They were just like, okay, all right, see ya, okay. We can't all be Jessica Fletcher, I'll tell you that right now. Well, and the reporter's like, 
was Jessica Fletcher kidnapped or something? And they're like, no, 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 no. She's just like in jail. Like, <laughs> but she's not like in jail. Is kidnapped just not like a, just jail. as bad as jail? I, this is just an elaborate kidnapping. That's all Michael has put together her here. Will. How is that not kidnapping? Yep. And he's like, uh, well, no, it'll all be sorted soon enough and it'll be on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah. It'll be on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Because <laughs> you're like, if I keep singing. So someone calls the hotel room. It's Donna. I don't know who Donna is, but I quickly learned that it's she's in some sort of relationship with Gravy because the reporter's trying to talk. The reporter thinks it's uh, old JB, and instead, he's like, no, I don't have anyone else here, even though someone else is going, let me talk to her, let me talk to her. <laughs> Creates a bit of a fiasco. Not a good, not a good look whatsoever. It's, it's not a good look. I mean, it was totally innocent. Just be like, hey, I'm here, and there's a reporter looking for my aunt. I don't know where she's at, and she's very annoying. Yeah, yeah. She's literally grabbing the phone out of my hands, so. The next scene, we're back at the jail, and the state state official person is talking to Angela in the cell. Yeah. What I think is so, like, just humorous is that Jessica's like, look, go to the bookstore, look at any of my books and you will see my image on the dust cover and that will prove my innocence <laughs> you know what I mean and he's like oh good call he's like I'm definitely not yeah I'm definitely not gonna do that but what, what's up with that book yeah what is what's up with that you like to read yeah huh you like to read you're a writer your picture's on the dust jacket yeah uh, let me waste a little bit more time with this book. Turn around real quick. Yeah. Don't look. Um, here's your book back. And, uh, yeah, I'll go to the bookstore. What's the, why didn't she? She's like, yeah, this is the book that I, um, stole off the corpse of the man that was shot that I'm accused of murdering. It's a pretty good book, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. She couldn't do that because she had already solved the crime by right. this point. Oh, the weird shadowy warehouse with a chalkboard and decorative vases and stacks and stacks of barrels now has a fish tank. <laughs> That's all I have to it say. It does have a fish tank. What the fuck? Okay. Something very important, though, Brittany. I don't want to go on further until we say it. What? Before we see the fish tank, JB has her cellmate make a phone That's call. That's right. That's right. But we don't know who she needs her to call. Anyway... I couldn't focus on anything in this next scene because of that fish I was tank. Screaming. It's like they were toying with it me. Just, I know. They kept adding stuff to this room. I, <laughs> what how, what was the context? I would like to speak to somebody um who is in charge of this. Who wrote this episode? Let's find yeah. it. Okay, so then we're back at the jail cell. The Yale guy is asking her like where's the stamp? Where's the stamp? She's like, "What stamp? What are you talking about?" He's like, the stamp that was on the card. I know you had the book. I'm the bad guy. Yep. She's like, huh. Didn't think you'd give it up that easy. It turns out that, that the stamp is the $500,000 gift. Reward. Yeah. And, All he had to do was go sell that stamp. And he's like, has a little tiny, like flimsy pocket knife. He's going to kill her. As if she can't be like, Mom! <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, okay. Also, you're locked in there with her. Like, you're going to stab her, and then what? Um, But then 
Michael is wearing a wig. Yeah, that's this <laughs> so Norman Bates was, happening. He was wearing this like luxurious like blonde wig. It's just like and they, and he's like holding a gun to his head, but he's not like wearing women's clothing. And like as if we didn't. Well, I know think we need to actually explain him. how that happened. <laughs> what? We didn't even explain why he's there in a wig. I don't know why he was there in a wig. I know why. She's like, I hid the stamp in my shoe. Right. She kicks her shoe off and she's like, you could pick it up there. Just don't hurt me. And then when he bends over to pick up the shoe, <laughs> Michael in that wig. He's like. Just gets him in a ch- yeah, chokehold. Ch- but it like has a gun to his head and he's like, give me your flimsy little fucking knife. It's just weird. It's wonderful. Did you have the psycho theme going through your no. head when that happened? No, no. We get to the end of this episode, and Jessica's free to go. She gets her earrings back, Excuse her me. books back. Did you feel like she was way too chill about, she's like, no big deal, guys. Yes. What? In that case, she's like, oh, you don't have a sergeant. You don't have a stupid quip to say right now about me getting out of jail. He's like legit SARS, and she's like, not a big deal. She's like popping her earrings back on, acting like nothing ever happened. Wouldn't it be amazing to bounce back like that? Oh, I wish I had those emotions. I don't. Then Michael comes in. He's like, hey, girl, how's it going, girl? And I'm just like, is it okay with you if we can just like never see each other again? Thanks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But instead, like they link arms and everything. Ugh. And then. Then. Gravy comes up. That's right. He comes over to He's like, oh, I've got some explaining I had to do to Donna. Yep. Man, I tell you, women sure get some screwy ideas. Yeah. And Jessica goes, yeah, I guess you're just going to have to get used to it. <laughs> what? It's like, what? Not, not, That's not the way it works. Hey, Gravy, you need to shut the up. You know what I mean? Yeah, if he would have just been on the phone and said what we said earlier about the wild reporter, he wouldn't have given her any screwy ideas. Yeah. Then Michael goes, hey, how about I give you a ride? And she's like, gravy? Call a cab. And they laugh. And it freeze frames. (laughs) What a weird moment. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I hate it. It was so creepy. (laughs) Oh, wait, I guess it's your turn to ask me if I liked the episode since you chose this one. Did you like the episode, Rob? (laughs) Do I have to ask? No, No. not really. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it, though, and it gives me a better idea of what this show is even about. And there's got to be some real gems. And I'm sure season one is like chock full of really exciting murder mysteries, but this seems like a weird... Season five, first episode off the beaten path idea. And it just didn't quite win or didn't quite make the grade. Yeah, didn't make the grade. How about you? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I enjoyed it, but um, it was kind of slow moving. And also, like, we never talked about the guys at the warehouse ever again. Like, it's not like we went back to them. We're like, don't worry, we figured it out. You know, it was weird. Nope, we have no idea what's going on with him at all. Was there any other lasting impressions from that episode that you had? Can you give me one second? I just need to plug my computer in. Sure. But I, um... Yeah, I need to... I'm going to switch headphones, too, so I'll be right back. Okay. Woo! 
Where were we? Just did you... So, we both said we didn't like it. Where do we go from here? Maybe we can say one thing that we did like, or like our highlight, or you have frosted tips. Yeah, the frosted tips of this episode. (laughs) I thought it was really... uh, Well, let me think for a second. Um, Was there anything that I liked? What about the newspaper? No, I got it. Uh, When they actually started unveiling that she had solved the thing that's always fun i just i always get confused when they like show us stuff at the beginning of old shows like this and columbo and whatnot Mm -hmm. but i could tell that it was going to be overcomplicated. so like maybe that made the reveal even more fun so that's my silver lining huh interesting how about you i like the thing with the newspaper and the eyes that was good yeah yeah no i agree i i take mine back newspaper and eyes (laughs) yes also i like calling him gravy oh yeah that's that's just who he is to me. Well. Okay, well, Brittany, we should probably let people get back to their regular lives. So, what do we got to tell them? They got to join the Patreon. Get those bonus just episodes. Get a little Patreon. And you know what I would... Yeah, patreon.com slash pink jeans. And you know what I would really love? What? Uh, if somebody, like, left us a review... Yes, a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and can give some sort of feedback. Give us them positive ones. But only five and above. Like, no, if, if it's... Yeah, whatever the top yeah. is. Don't give us... Don't, don't ruin our algorithm. We're too small. We're too tiny. You know what else I'd like? I'd like to give a shout out to Jeremy, Jeremy Siegel, Siegel for writing the theme song to this and Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Yeah, he's an all-star. Just like Jessica Fletcher. Exactly the same. Also, what's her middle initial? What's the B? Brittany. It is? Jessica Brittany Fletcher. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. Okay. Well, should we let the people have the rest of their yeah. lives? Until next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.